Hello, everyone. My name is Ellie Hogg. I'm the Program Associate for the Office of Student Success and Transition. Um, tonight, we're going to be talking all things labor. So we have some awesome guests joining us from the labor program who will introduce themselves in just a second. Um, I'm also joined by a couple of my three, three of my colleagues, it looks like, from Student Success and Transition. Um, so I'm going to call on them to introduce themselves as well really quickly, just in case you have not been on a Zoom with them before. Um, Channing, would you like to unmute and say hi really quickly? Hi, everyone. My name is Channing Francis. I'm the Student Success Advisor. And so um, several of you will be um, my advisees uh, this upcoming year. I will, um, and we will see lots of each other over the next few weeks as you um, get ready for moving. Thank you, Channing. Um, Rosanna. Hello, my name is Rosanna Wilhite, and I'm the coordinator um, for student success, coordinator of student success here at Bria College in the Office of Student Success and Transition. Super excited to welcome you guys onto campus this fall. But before then, it's nice to see your, your all your faces and say hello and answer any questions you might have. Thanks, Rosanna. And last but not least, Chris. Hey, I'm Chris. I'm director in the Office of Student Success and Transition. Um, yeah, it's great to have you guys and great to be here with the labor program like Rosanna and Channing, who both uh, failed to say it. Uh, I'm a Berea College graduate. Uh, I a lot longer ago than Channing and Rosanna. Um, so yeah, we kind of know what you guys are, are going through and experiencing and it makes us extra able to answer questions. So yeah, and like Ellie said, we're really happy to have the labor program folks with us today as well. So good to see everybody. Okay, great, thank you. So at this point, um, I'm gonna turn it over to Brittany and Armando from the labor program. Um, we will have a Q&A at the end run by Rosanna. So if you have questions um, while they're talking about the labor program, please feel free to drop those in the chat so you don't forget them. And then we will go over them um, at the end. And you'll also have plenty of time to unmute yourselves and chat then as well, but just to keep things on task, try to keep those questions in the chat. And then at the end, you'll have some more time to talk a little bit more conversationally. So Brittany and Armando, please take it away. Thank you so much, Ellie. I'll jump in here and introduce myself first. And then my colleague Armando will go. Um, I think the best way for us to talk with you guys tonight is we'll both kind of ping pong off each other and talk. And Armando is gonna screen share um, what our website looks like. And as we go through, show you where things are located and you can familiarize yourself with all of that information. So before we get to that portion, my name is Brittany Ash. Um, you may have seen an email from me at some point already. If not, you will, I promise. Um, so I am the labor program coordinator. I am not a Berea alum. I think there's only two members of our office who are not Berea alums and I'm one of them but I am a lifelong Berean. So um, I'm very familiar with the city and I have been at Berea College for um, going on my seventh year now. So I've been there a full six years and starting my seventh in April. So we are very excited to get you guys to campus and kick off another wonderful year with you guys. So Armando. Oh, hello everybody. Uh, my name is Armando Buenrostro. I am also a Berea College. Uh, I am a Berea College alum. Uh, I graduated recently. I was a non-traditional student. Um, I am the system admin at Berea College. So as we talk about, uh, we won't get too much in the details of about the labor program because when you all come, you will have another orientation. But 
just an overall view, if you have any trouble with anything that has to do with the software we use or anything that has to do with that's connected to the software we use, like clocking phones or ways to clock in, um, I'm the person who fixes those. So if you ever have an issue and you say, I can't clock in, it would, the issue will probably be directed to me. Uh, uh, but let me uh, screen share, as, as Brittany was saying, I'm gonna screen share uh, all the information we're gonna talk about today. You can find on our website, uh, let me screen share. If you just simply Google, can you all see that? Yes? Okay, cool, cool. All right, so uh, as you all can simply Google Berea College Labor Program and it's gonna take you to our homepage. We have a section for students, supervisors and visitors. Of course, you all will spend most of your time in the student section. Uh, we have a section for staff. So let me click on that real quick so you all can meet the rest of the staff that we have. We have Dr. Silvia Sante, who's our Dean of Labor. Uh, usually that wouldn't be the person to contact uh, uh, because she's doing all the top, top stuff. So if you have something really important, chances are you're gonna reach out to everyone else before you get to the Dean of Labor. So we have Johanna Gosney, which is a student payments manager. Uh, and labor program accountant, Johanna deals with payments. If you, all the paychecks that you get and, and, and all the money that goes to the labor program uh, goes through Johanna. So if your paycheck is wrong, Johanna knows the answer. You all met Brittany. Uh, Stella's, his picture's not up here, but Stella Welsh is our student labor relations specialist. So if you all have an issue with your supervisor, with your position or you all have a student concern or anything uh, of that sort, Stella Welsh will be the person that you contact. Uh, um, and we also have a whole different section called the Workforce Development and Training Center. So any kind of training that we provide to your department um, goes through the hands of Rosana Napoleon, uh, who's the Training and Learning Assessment Specialist. Uh, I, this needs to be updated, but Janae Knowles is no longer with us. Now we have uh, Heidi Stetzer, who's our labor program training associates, and Heidi assists Rosanna uh, with all training needs. So that's a pretty quick overview of, of our office. Um, uh, and if you need to reach somebody about one of those issues, you can find their name, their name here. Um, let me see if I'm missing something, uh, Brittany, please jump in. Uh, we're going to We'll cover a few of, of the big topics that you all want to hear. I know that, uh, um, like I said, you all are going to come into a more in-depth orientation when we get here. Um, but I think we're going to start off real quick. And if you want, Brittany, uh, uh, do you want to just go back and forth of the big questions that, that, are, that we have here uh, uh, listed? Absolutely. All right. So I'll start off with when will students get their positions? I know you all are anxious and really want to find out where you're going to work because, of course, as you all know, everybody at Berea College, every student works. There are no students who don't work uh, at Berea College. Um, you will find out your position soon. The, the placement process this year is taking a little longer than expected because we're hitting a, a bunch of like speed bumps along the way. Um, but you all should find out by the beginning of August, uh, you should have an email, you should have a few emails. You should have emails from our office. You should have emails from our automated system telling you this is the position you're going to find. So 
this is a position you're gonna work. Um, in that position, just so you know, whenever you receive the email that sends you the supervisor, the position, the department, when you receive that, then feel free to contact whoever that supervisor is listed on there because they will have details about your specific position. Uh, but that will be coming in an email. So uh, believe me, you can't be at Berea without a position. So you will get that. So if you're panicking and saying, I don't have a position yet, uh, how am I going to find a position? I haven't found the position. Don't worry about that. We're taking care of all of that for you. And you will receive an, an email about that. Uh, the next question is, how does finding a labor position work after the first year? So I can tag in there, Armando, and take that one away. All right. So as Armando said, we have been working diligently over the past um, almost two weeks, essentially, finding you guys your positions for your first year. So the work is done for you the first year, essentially. So you guys submitted your resumes and wanted us to know your interests and all of your special skills. And we have seen some incredibly impressive resumes um, during that process. So thank you for submitting them if you did. If not, we still take your interests and, and your, your needs into account in that process as well. So after that first year, when we do the work for you, you can, you have a couple of options on how to navigate your second year at Berea when it comes to the labor program. You, if you really love your position that you're placed in and your supervisor has an allocation, meaning that they can rehire you based on their budget, then you can stay where you are. You, if you like it, you're really good at it. Perfect. We found a good fit and that's amazing. If you want to explore other options, that's fantastic as well. So the way that will happen is you get to choose. So if you have a vested interest in the farm and you want to know what that would be like, but you were placed in a different position for your first year, you can contact the farm and say, hey, I'm really interested in this and have that conversation with that supervisor. The way you make those connections is through an event we hold called the Labor Expo. So every single year, the way that we do that is it's essentially a job fair for on-campus jobs. Departments will advertise their positions. They will talk about what those positions entail, what you need to know, how you would go about applying for those positions. Everything crossing all of our fingers and toes. This will be in person and we will make sure that you guys get your all the information that you need to make decisions about where you would like to work. You would make contact with those supervisors and then it would be a one-on-one -on -one with you and the supervisor for that area to go through that hiring process. That supervisor would then hire you or you would continue looking for a position based on your interest. So I know there's probably a lot of questions around that, but that's essentially how it works. Um, your second semester, so after winter break, when you come back to campus, you can... Is it me or did Brittany fall out? I think I think Brittany might have. Yeah, I think she might have. Her connection <laughs> Well, I'll, I'll continue what, what Brittany was saying. After that first semester, so you do have to stay in your position for a full academic year. The only way that you can get out of that position is if uh, 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 there's some kind of issue in the position that there's absolutely no way you can stay in that position. But you are required to stay in that position for your first academic year. After the first semester, you're allowed to pick up a secondary position. Um, 
you're allowed to pick up a secondary position uh, for a total of 15 hours a week. Uh, your, your primary is always going to be 10 hours. Your second position is going to be uh, uh, five hours. Uh, if you pick one up, it's not, it's not required for you to pick up a secondary. Uh, but after, if you say, I can handle 15 hours, I can handle 15 hours, I can handle more than 15 hours. Uh, uh, there are some of you who can, but uh, you will have to go through an overload process. Um, and that overload process requires you to go through a screening process through financial aid. And then uh, of course, through our office to check for anything else, your grades and all that stuff. Um, uh, I find this really so that that's basically essentially after that first year, you're, you can go out. I always describe it as kind of like if you all watch sports, like the draft, like the first time you come in, we place you wherever we want. After you finish that, that contract, you're a free agent. You can go and you can look. There's no requirement for you to stay at the position. And that supervisor doesn't have the obligation to rehire you. Uh, but if they did, you can absolutely do that. Uh, so uh, we're going to get into really quick uh, how do payments work and how many hours do student work, students work. You can find that all information, all that information in our student section. So if you click on the student section, we have all the information you'd possibly want here. Um, so the, the first question was, how do payments work? Well, students are paid during the regular term are paid about once a month. Um, at the end of every pay period, all the hours you worked, of course, the 10 hours a week will be paid at the end of that month. Your supervisor and you are in charge of getting those hours in and they're in charge of approving those hours. If you wanna know when you get paid, you can click on student payroll and we'll have a section called pay schedule and scale. If you will, everybody starts at a WLS one, but as you work your way up WLS levels, it shows the pay rate that goes up. Up here, we'll have the pay schedule of that semester. Uh, I wouldn't pay attention too much to the ones that are posted here. We will post a fall 2021 as soon as we have one. Uh, let me give you an example of what that looks like. This is an example of a pay period. And if it looks confusing, all it is is it tells you when the pay period begins, when the pay period ends, uh, when those times when your supervisor has to have those hours in, and then the date that you get paid. Uh, so if you go here, when we have that pay schedule up, you'll have all the information here about when the dates that you get paid for. So April 12th, for instance, April 12th means that for that pay period, you would have gotten paid for March 14th through April 3rd. This is just an example. Uh, and if you go down here to the bottom, and if you match the pay periods with, with uh, the pay periods that are up here, so for example, May 2nd through May 22nd, May 2nd through May 22nd, it'll tell you here, if you have a 10-hour contract, by that period, you would have to have work from 156 hours to 171. That brings me to the next question, how many hours do students have to work? Uh, students, ignore this, these hours right here because we're going back to regular scheduled hours. Students have to work 160 hours per semester. That's 16 weeks, 10 hours a week. And these pay periods tell you the goal. So if, if you're in pay period from 
February 21st to March 13th, by the end of that pay period, March 13th, you have to have about 58 to 63 hours. Those are just target hours. And at the very end, you have to have minimum 160 hours. Uh, you all are gonna, some of you might already be on the, the Berea page. I don't know if you all have heard of the, about the Berea page on Facebook. Um, I will say that is not the place to get your information. Uh, I don't recommend getting your information from, from the Facebook page because people are gonna tell you different things. Always go to this number over here. It's gonna say 160 every single time. Ignore this one here because it's COVID made it an, an anomaly. 160, I, was, I keep repeating that because I want that to be in your, in your head, 160 hours, 160 hours minimum. If we go into another kind of lockdown, of course, that might change. But in the future, the whole time you're here, 160 hours minimum. If you see something else on the Bria page, don't believe it, 160 hours. Uh, that's the big, that's the, uh, uh, that's the next big question. The last big question that we have to answer, and then we'll get to your all's uh, questions that you have, is balancing classes and labor. A lot of you might be worried about maybe how can I work? Uh, this position may not work because this I have these classes during this time and I have, I have to do this during this time. Um, this is something that you all will have to schedule and work out with your supervisors. They are not allowed to schedule you during class time. Uh, if you have a class and you're and you have that class got canceled for some reason, or your professor told you that you're not going to have class that next time, you do whatever you want with that time. That is your class time. Your supervisor cannot schedule you during class time, and they cannot schedule you during. Uh, 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 um, Oh my God, we haven't done one in so long that I forget the name of what happened. Convo. Convocation. That's what, uh, students cannot, or supervisors cannot schedule you during convocation because those are required. That being said, your supervisor will work with you around that time. Uh, uh, a lot of them are usually flexible. Some only work from 8 a.m. to 5 p.m. Whatever that position very specific position, whatever schedule they hold, um, you will work that out with your supervisor. If you happen to run into an issue where, uh, oh, Brittany, that's why I thought I heard your voice, Brittany. <laughs> if you ever happen to get into a position where uh, uh, the hours don't work and you absolutely cannot there's no way that, that you can fit that schedule in and you've talked to your supervisor and you've worked that out, then you can reach out to us, Stella Welsh specifically. Then we will work with you. If we meet with you and we still can't figure something else out with that schedule, then, uh, um, then we will see if we can find a, another position. Uh, is there anything else you'd like to add to that, Brittany, that I'm missing? Um, I think you covered it fantastic. I have no idea at what point my internet decided to completely shut off and I got kicked out, but um, thank you for being so quick on your feet. I would just echo what Armando said of number one, do not trust the information you read on Facebook anywhere ever, just as a rule of life. Secondly, don't ever trust it when it comes to labor program policy, labor program rumors, things like that, because everyone, all of those things will be generated throughout the semester 
always number one if you want to if you are all about finding it on your own this website will have pretty much anything you can think of it's there in that student tab secondly if you can't find it or honestly sometimes just don't want to look give us a call we're happy to answer your questions always um and you will get to know us very very well by just doing that stop into our office send us an email and we're always super responsive to your questions with those things. Also on the question of um, balancing classes and labor. So I am a labor supervisor, as well as working in the labor office. We have students who work in our office, just like other offices on campus. Um, office hours do tend to be Monday through Friday, eight to five, but there's always special events and things like that, that lie outside of that normal work week. Um, with that being said, like Armando said, supervisors work very hard to make sure that their student schedules do not interfere with the academic portion of your time at Berea. So at Berea, labor and academics, it, it's two heads of the same beast. So we're educating you on all aspects of life, labor program being one of those practical educational experiences that you get to have. So it's incredibly important that the academic piece and the labor piece work cohesively and not against one another, which is what that scheduling process looks like. So your supervisors will set your schedules individually to make sure that you do have appropriate time if you're an athlete to make it to those practices and your away games or meets. Um, if you are in the Black Music Ensemble, for example, they have a very rigorous um, rehearsal schedule and supervisors know that from day one, they know what's going to happen as soon as the semester starts, and they're very responsive about making sure that students make it to rehearsals, practices, if you're in the theater department and interested in doing um, those arts events that sometimes could butt heads with your labor schedule. Things always pop up and schedules need to be adjusted. So just communicate, communicate, communicate with your supervisor once your schedule is set. Yes, everyone has schedules they have to work, but everything has wiggle room always. Um, if you work in a retail space, so any space that sells something, so the visitor center, log house, craft gallery, places like that, those hours are much more flexible because they're open on the weekends. Um, and if you work in a location like the library that's open after 5 p.m., those places are more flexible with schedules as well. Um, always go to the website, always give us a call with that information if you're if you're missing something or if you find it and just want further explanation again just just communicate whether it's with us your supervisor or if you do have that issue also cannot stress enough to head it off at the pass and contact our office if you forget stella's name and don't know that it's her you need to go to nine times out of ten when you call our office i'm going to pick up the phone so you'll be talking to me and i'll know exactly what you need when you reach out so um the more people that call, the more new faces we get to see and the more new voices we get to hear. And we are very excited to have a new batch of students to take along this journey. Uh, uh, thank you, Brittany. I think I think we covered the big questions. Uh, uh, so I, uh, I think we can get into uh, the Q&A. Awesome. Hey, Armando, Armando, I will go ahead and read off the questions. I've been reading through it and you and Brittany can answer. There are a few repeat, repeats and everything and you guys can feel free to add more questions um, in the messages. Really quickly, um, just so it is clear, sometimes people think that I am Rosanna Napoleon. I'm not, I'm Rosanna Wilhite in a different office. 
especially with this one, it's a little bit confusing. So I just wanted to clarify. So happy to help, but Prasanna would be a much better person to contact regarding labor than me. Um, all right. So the first question is from Julie. And she said, will we be able to pick up a physical copy of the labor program student handbook? And if so, where at? Ah, so I don't think we have those anymore, but we do luckily have one right here uh, called tools right on our website. If you click on tools, uh, this, is, this is where it gets into the really, all the complicated little fine details. Uh, and it's gonna be up, it's gonna be updated here this next month. But if you click on tools, it might look a little complicated, but this is where you're gonna find all the rules, all the procedures, any kind of questions you have. Um, and if, like Brittany was saying, sometimes you might find it and you might not understand it, uh, but like she was saying, feel free to, to contact us if you don't understand it. But this is, this is essentially the, the handbook that we have that explains everything about the labor program. It's called the tools handbook. Awesome, thank you. Um, the next question is, if you were a bridge student and had a supervisor request you, are you given more preference than a non-referral? Uh, yeah, you are. If you are a bridge student and your supervisor requests you, we try to honor that and they get preference over, over other supervisors, I would say. Um, students don't have much of a say in where they go the first time besides the resumes and if we have to do accommodations. But if you are a bridge student and your supervisor requests you, then, then yes, we do give preference to that. Thank you. Um, this question is asked, I think, three or four times. How is the itinerary managed in regards to student athletes? And I think below is also asked, like, how does that interact with baseball schedules or other schedules, um, the labor schedule? So, and if I, I tend to talk a lot when I get to this. So, Brittany, if, if you want to jump in, please feel free. Uh, Absolutely. I can actually take this one because I have okay, supervised okay. multiple athletes and I will have an athlete this term as well. So academics, I can't speak for any sort of academic scheduling on the academic overall campus calendar. What I can speak for through the labor program and through individual scheduling is that just number one, it's incredibly individual depending on your sport and your labor position. So I'm gonna use our office and our students as an example. I have supervised students who played softball. I have supervised students who played um, volleyball and I have supervised students who played soccer. So all of those sports have incredibly different schedules as well as track, I forgot about track. So all of those sports have incredibly different schedules They have different um, practice seasons. Some of them almost, almost always never have an off season. So what happens is if you are a baseball player or softball player, for example, if you have an early morning practice, my policy is, for me is to try not to schedule you back to back with the practice. So you have plenty of time to make sure that you can take care of eating breakfast and things like that. If you have an away game and you know you need to leave your shift early, then that scheduling is done appropriately as well to make sure that you have plenty of time to do all of the things you need to do before you leave campus. So number one, my biggest, biggest piece of advice is the first thing you need to tell your labor supervisor when you meet them, speak with them, email them, tell them that you're an athlete. 
Secondly, as soon as you get your schedule, your practice schedule, if you have off-season workouts that could impact your labor hours and your schedule, communicate that schedule with your supervisor. When that happens, your supervisor will adjust accordingly and make sure that your schedule is appropriate based on your sport and your practice schedules. So there's not an official policy, there's not an official process for that scheduling because every job is incredibly different and every job has a different set of hours. But communicate that schedule with your supervisor and everything will be ironed out to make sure that you're not back-to-back with practice and class and labor one, you know, one thing after the other. I'm not going to say there wouldn't be days where that would happen. I have had an athlete that I supervised who did come straight from a practice to work, then to class because one thing got rescheduled. And then they had to do all of those things at one time. But I've also had instances where an athlete had a practice get moved. They let me know as soon as they knew, and I was able to adjust on my end. Again, communication is the first and most important thing you guys have to do when you get to campus and even before you get to campus. As soon as you know that information and you know your supervisor, share that with them. Thank you so much. Um, Another question from Julie is if, um, our resume is highly skilled and has experience. Is there a chance we'll get a higher level job or does all or do all first year positions start out at the first level? Yes, they all start out at the first level. Um, uh, the only exception for you getting a higher WLS level your first semester is if you pick up a secondary and the only people who can pick up a secondary their first semester as first years are people who are transfer students who have already been to school somewhere else um, but yes if you if you come in you are required to finish that start do that position at a WLS one thank you uh, may, may I ask um this is this is Julie um what do mm-hmm. you mean if you come in as a transfer pick up a second what what does that what does that mean uh if you're a transfer student um that means if, if you came in from another college and you've already completed a a school as part of your education at another college when you come in you can pick up a secondary position which means you you have to have your primary position which is 10 hours a week the secondary position is is an optional five hours a week that secondary position could be a little bit higher WLS2 depending on your experience Um, but it's not required for you to pick up a secondary Uh, you're not allowed to pick one up if you're a first year freshman um, you're allowed to pick one up after your se- once you hit your second semester. But the only exception to that is if you've already, if you're a transfer student and you've already come in from another. Okay, school. thank thank you. And is that that's something that you you would talk once you get on campus about? Yeah, that's something that you would pretty much look for yourself. That you see okay. a department and you you say I'm interested in this department, and you can go ask. Say, hey, do you all have any secondaries? Okay, thank you. Mm-hmm. Uh, Nar Carell is asking, what happens if we don't reach that hour? I imagine he's asking if we do, or he or she, I'm sorry, I don't know, um, if, they, if we do not reach the 160 hours per um, required. Yeah. Um, uh, um, so if you drop below the 160, there's a grace period. Uh, it's like a, uh, about a 10 hour grace before you get put on labor probation. If you don't hit that grace 
uh, amount, you, you do get put on labor probation, which means can mean a lot of things. It can mean that you can't travel abroad. It mean that you can't, it would mean that you can't uh, pick up an overload. You can't work more than 15 hours. Um, it, it can mean several things, uh, but don't, don't, don't trust that 10 hour grace period because if, if you hit, let's say for example, 155 hours, you might not get put on labor probation. But if the next semester you also don't hit 150 hours and we saw a bad evaluation twice in a row, that could put you in danger of, of getting labor probation. So always hit that 160. Uh, yeah. And also it could give you a bad evaluation, which could which follows you throughout the whole time you're here. I would also piggyback on that by saying that the 160 is 160 is your green lot. You hit 160, you know 100 percent you're good to go. So there's also on the on the low end, you have that buffer that is meant for um, if you get ill and you are too sick to go to work, but not sick enough to necessarily go get a doctor's excuse. If you just feel really bad and you need the day, that's what that buffer is for. Or if there is a, a two hour delay for weather, something like that. That's what that buffer is there for. So keep that in mind. So if you end up in that buffer zone of 150 to 160 and you have a great evaluation, fantastic. When you hit 160 and you have a good evaluation, you're perfect. There's also a buffer on the high end. You can go from 160 to 176 hours. So if one week you work 10 and a half hours, one week you work 11, and that's just the way that it works, you're never going to be scheduled more than your 10. But if you just happen to take on a couple of extra hours here and there, or you clock out 15 minutes late every day because you're working on something, then you have a buffer on that end as well to make sure that you don't exceed anything you're supposed to exceed. So hit that 160, 10 hours per week, and you will be completely, completely fine. Um, bad evaluations can put you on probation as well. So even if you hit 160 hours, if you get a bad evaluation, you can also go on probation for those. So keep that in mind, just because you hit your, your 160 hours and you clocked in for those 160 hours and didn't do anything while you were clocked in, you can still get a bad evaluation that will impact you um, through that process. Thank you. This question is related to the last one. Um, so they're wondering if PTO or sick days, um, if sick, hour, sick hours count toward the hour requirement. And I'm guessing you have to be at work for it to count. Correct. You need to be clocked in and actively participating in your position for your hours to count. So if you get sick, you go to on campus, you would um, use White House Clinic and you'll learn more about that. I'm sure at some point, if you haven't already, and you're told that you need to not go to work for a whole day. So we can excuse two hours of that. We have to have your excuse um, in our office. Again, that's Stella Welsh. And we can adjust that hours for you where if, even if you don't hit your, your, if you get the flu and you're out of work for a week, that's 10 hours. And sometimes that can be hard to make up, especially if you're an athlete or someone that's involved in other campus activities. So um, if, if the doctor's note says that you are out for a full week, that's 10 hours, and those 10 hours can be excused without penalty to you. Um, we encourage you to make, if you can make up the hours and you have the ability to do so with the scheduling at your position, to make those up and to not use, not to use that buffer on the front end of the semester because you never know what's going to, you know, kind of be floating around or you feel really bad at the end of the term and you get a sinus infection or something. So don't 
don't use the buffer as an incredible amount of wiggle room because there's really not. Um, sick hours can be taken off and your hours can be adjusted, but you do have to have an excuse for those hours to be adjusted. Thank you so much. Um, Nara Carell is asking where we can check their work schedule. Uh, that one, they're gonna, that one, you don't have a work schedule just yet. That one is not gonna happen. You're not gonna have one until you meet your supervisor and you all have a chance to sit down and schedule a, uh, mm -hmm. uh, uh, or do make a schedule. So I wouldn't worry about that so much right now, um, but you will have to worry about that whenever you meet them um, and they, they'll, they'll work on that with you. You can also always check once, you, I was a Berea graduate. Um, so you can also always check once you are here, your timesheets and Tracy and things like that. If you wanna know how many hours you have worked. Yeah. Um, you can check it that way. If that was also where the questions are going, I wasn't sure. Um, Odasi is asking if um, the hourly pay is the same for all jobs. No, they are not. Uh, we have a series like you all saw, we have from WLS one to WLS six. Um, and each of those levels are paid the same. All WLS one levels are paid the same. All WLS two are paid the same, um, but it depends on each, each position depends on how much responsibility you have. So WLS one level positions might require a lot of supervision or not as much work um, to get you used to it. WLS, as you get through, go through the years and you pick up different experience, WLS five, six, all, as you go up, the pay level goes up, but the responsibilities also go up. Once you hit WLS five and above, then you even have, uh, um, supervisor responsibility. So you help supervise other students at those levels. So yes, they do They do go up as the WLS level goes up, uh, but so do the, the job responsibilities. Thank you so much. Um, Ko is asking if there's any way to check out all the positions, student labor positions online. Uh, there's not, I don't know if you wanna say something about that, Brittany, but uh, well, I'll, I'll talk about the side that we're working on. So there's a few things that we've been trying to, to work to get that done. At the moment, there is not. At the moment, it still works the old school way. You, you see a department, I recommend if you wanna see all the departments, there's a list of departments uh, online, somewhere on the Berea, on a Berea College website, uh, and then seeing a department that you like and in contacting them and asking them directly, hey, you can call them, you can email them, uh, you can go to their office if they if they're open and, and talk to them. Um, but eventually, there is a software that we're working with computer science to create that hopefully will have that option. It'll have open positions and positions that supervisors post. But at the moment, you do have to kind of look for it yourself. Thank you so much. Um, I'm going to answer this question real quick. Karija asked about when. Um, you guys would most likely be done assigning positions and you covered that earlier to look for it in the beginning of August, if that is correct. Yes, the beginning of August, yes. Stephanie asked, um, um, Stephanie, let's get circle back to you later. That might be a more personal question. Um, if you, is there an email that they can email you, the labor office if a student has particular questions related to their account or their name? Uh, labor underscore program. All right. There's a labor at Berea. Don't email that one. 
uh, email labor underscore program at Berea. Stephanie, I'm going to redirect you to maybe send that question that you had um, to that email um, instead of answering it here. Um, I also want to remind you guys that um, there are oh, um, orientation leaders on the call. And so if there are some questions that are directed towards other students and fellow students, please feel free to ask them and the orientation leaders would be happy to respond to those. Um, so, so Dare has asked if it's possible to change one's labor position for various reasons in the middle of the semester. And if so, what are the steps? I can oh. take this one, Armando, if you want. Go ahead, go ahead. <laughs> so that answer is yes and no. If you come to campus and you're placed somewhere that you just don't like because it's your preference to not enjoy office work and you're placed in an office and you don't like office work, you can't move. Um, that first year is meant to get you that in-the-door experience that is going to teach you new skills and the soft skills that we want you guys to pick up every single year. If you get to campus and you're placed in a position that physically you cannot do and you have um, a medical accommodation that needs to be made, if you have any sort of accommodation that needs to be made, yes, you can move positions. Um, the first absolute first step, I would suggest anyone, but even before they get a position, if you know that you have some sort of medical issue at all, any sort of accommodation that needs to be made to make sure that you are the most successful that you can be at Berea, please contact the Disability and Accessibility Services Office, DAS is kind of how that's abbreviated in most places. Um, Lisa LaDonia um, will help you and make sure that you get the appropriate accommodations and documentation that you need. Um, and if you forget any of that, that labor underscore program, reach out and we will make sure that we get you that information as well to get you started on those steps to make sure that you're in the most appropriate position for your um, needs, skills, and abilities. So that's, that's the answer to the second part of that question. If you get to campus and there is a serious concern. So we've used that word a couple of times. So concern meaning that you have some sort of harassment issue in your position. Something really bad happened and you need to have that conversation. You don't feel comfortable in that position um, because something happened. You're working with someone who has something awful has happened. Something bad has happened. And when I use the word awful, I don't mean to, to grade anyone's response to a situation. Um, if you feel uncomfortable for whatever reason, reach out, let us know. And then that's a conversation with Stella Welsh as well to evaluate kind of what's happening there and find the best solution possible for the department, the student and the supervisor involved to make sure that everyone's safe and taken care of. So it's a yes and no um, question to that. If, if you just don't like it, if I, if I would have gotten placed at the farm and they said, go take care of this pig, I wouldn't have locked it, but I couldn't have moved. So it's, it's, a, it's a mixed bag on that one. Awesome, thank you so much. Um, a quick reminder, being a student who did get labor position, I was assigned to one that I really, really liked. It was not one I would have chosen for myself at first, but it ended up being a wonderful experience and I kept that position the whole time I was at Berea. So it's also worth it sometimes to give something a try if it's just a matter of preference um, and try it out. I'm gonna answer two questions very quickly and then Channing's going to answer a question that he has dibs on. Um, do you have to work during finals week? The answer is if you haven't completed your hours, yeah, you need to be working up to the very last minute in order to get that 160 hours. If you're able to work ahead a little bit and you hit that mark before finals week and you've communicated with your supervisor and they're okay with you not working, then you're able to not work those hours during final week. 
Um, along with that is that do your labor positions extend through the holidays? And if you're going back home and things like that, absolutely not. However, there are some positions like if you're an international student and otherwise that they can extend through the holidays. And so you will um, just need to build that relationship with your supervisor and the labor department and discuss those things with them as far as what's going on. Um, there are always students who are on campus, international students or otherwise who are often here um, or they'll work part through the holidays that still take some time. And so you just want to communicate with your supervisors about your special circumstances in those situations. Um, Channing, if you would please take Oscar's question. I'll read it real quick. Oscar asked if it's possible to take in more credit hours your first year if you're able to complete your hours within um, your schedule. Um, like, is it possible to add classes more than the normal amount? Channing? Yeah, so I told Rosanna that I wanted to take this question just because it is a question uh, regarding academic scheduling. And so um, at Berea, students um, have credits, not credit hours like at some other universities. So if you are a transfer student, oftentimes you schedule as credit hours, but at Berea, uh, we schedule by credits. And most classes are one credit classes. Um, most students to complete the 32 credits you need to graduate are going to need to take anywhere from four to 4.5 credits uh, per term at Berea. So we have a fall term and a spring term and a summer term. We, we call the fall and spring terms regular terms. And so we often say you, you have eight terms or eight fall and spring terms uh, to graduate. And so to, to do that successfully, to do that in eight terms, um, to do that in um, to do that in nine terms, if you're an education major, um, you need to take four uh, to 4.5 credits. Sometimes students ask to do what's called an overload. Um, and so to take more than 4.5 credits in this in a fall or spring term. Uh, and so that would be a conversation that you would have with your academic advisor. Oftentimes policy does not allow for first year uh, students to do that in the fall term, but um, if you perform uh, successfully and your GPA is good and you and your academic advisor feel like you can do that in the spring term, there is a chance to take more than 4.5 credits. Um, and so I would um, encourage you, there's going to be um, an individual meetings and group meetings with your academic advisor all throughout Welcome Week, and that would be a conversation uh, you would want to have with them at that point. Thank you so much, Channing. Um, Nick, as far as tracking hours, um, we've covered this a little bit so far, you will get a, whenever you get paid, your pay statement will have how much you've worked so far, like any other pay statement would. But also um, in my Berea called Tracy, there, that's how you put in your hours, but it also lets you access the hours that you have worked, as well as previous pay stubs, which have your hours. So there are several ways to keep track of that. Um, Co wants to ask how transfers go about getting a second position and do they just email a supervisor? I, uh, yes, and I wanna clarify real quick something that I probably misspoke. Transfer students have to have at least, they can't have a freshman classification. They have to have a sophomore or higher classification to be able to pick up a secondary. But yes, pretty much um, you contact a department or a supervisor that you'd like to work with. And if they have those positions available to them, if they, if they have the allocations for them, then you to whatever that department's hiring process is, then you go through that hiring process and then they will submit a request to us. Um, but yeah, to pick up a secondary, as long as you have a sophomore classification or higher, um, 
uh, they will know that supervisor should know the process of hiring and, and sending that request in to us. Thank you so much, Armando. Um, Stefano, I'm going to, um, you've asked this question a second time, which is absolutely fine. Um, since it is a personal situation and dynamic of your account, I would um, want to redirect you to emailing labor underscore program at berea.edu to figure out why you have signed those documents and they're, it's not getting solved. So Stefano Gomez, if you would just email labor underscore program at berea.edu with that information, what documents they are and things like that. Um, that would be a much more efficient way of answering that question and probably much more helpful to you as well. Um, thank you so much. Um, just to note, Channing has put in the, the email for labor, the labor program is added to the chat, but also Channing has put um, the information of DAS of who you can contact email plus phone number. Um, you can also Google that with Berea College to see more policies about that office if you have questions. Um, if there are any more questions, I think that's we've gone through the list. You guys can go ahead and add them to the comments right now, um, or you can go ahead and unmute yourself and comment. Um, I just to real quick to reiterate, um, I was a Bria College student. I graduated, I think, close to ten years ago. Um, I really loved my labor position that I had the whole time I was at Berea. It was really pivotal in what career I chose, and it was a great experience. Um, for me. So I have really positive things to say about it. Um, and so I think it's a wonderful opportunity. Um, I do really encourage students who are coming into it um, to make the most out of it. You put a large part of, in that of how you approach it and things like that um, yeah. and to use the resources around you. Um, but if there are more questions and things like that, please feel free to put it in the chat or go ahead and unmute yourself and ask those questions. Um, we have a few more minutes left if you have those questions. Yeah. And I will, I just want to say real quick, I want to second that, that a lot of students come in thinking, oh, I have to do this. This is going to be something that's required of me, but instead looking at it more like you're going to graduate with four years of work experience. Um, and that's really something that really changed my life being coming, got me the position that I have now. So. I would also like to, to mention just for my own personal amusement, um, when I started working for the labor program, Armando was my student. So um, if, if you really yeah. take advantage of this opportunity, the the experience and the resume you're going to build while you're here, you're going to just, you're going to see that pay off immediately as soon as you cross the stage with your degree. Also, I would like to plug when you guys come to move in, you will complete something that's called the Anon. You've already completed section one, hopefully. If you haven't um, and you need the link recent, let us know. When you come to campus, we will need those documents physically in our hands to be able to finish that verification process. Those documents are a photo ID. That can be a state-issued ID. It can be a school ID. It can be your Berea ID. We just need a photo ID. Secondly, we need another form of verification. So that can be a social security card. That can be a birth certificate. It cannot be a photocopy of either one of those things. It has to be the actual hard document. Or if you have a passport, that works for everything. Um, so if you have a passport, that's the only thing you have to worry about. Bring your passport with you. If you have work permits, work visas, things like that, those are the documents that you would need. There is a flyer on our website as well talking about those documents and kind of an if-then situation in this chart to say, 
if you have this document, but not this one, this is what you need to bring. So photo ID, social security card, birth certificate, passport, work visas, work permits, work authorization forms, things like that to verify. Um, so we can do that, that I-9 for the federal government. And you will need that when you move in and we cannot accept photocopies if you need to order any of those documents. We can accept the receipt of the order to temporarily complete that form. So if you lost your social security card and can't find your birth certificate and you have to order a social security card, we can take that receipt as temporary verification. All we need is to see the email that you've ordered it. If you wanna print that email out that you ordered it, any sort of verification that it has been ordered, we can take that receipt of that order to complete that process. So you have, I think it's three working days once you get to campus to complete that I-9. If you don't complete it in those days, we will lock you out and you can't work. So we've talked about meeting your hour requirement this entire time. If you cannot work, you cannot accumulate hours. So if you don't bring those documents with you, you will immediately be behind after the first week. So please, please, please remember those documents and have them with you. Um, and you will see one of our faces. You will see Armando, myself, or our other colleagues on that Saturday to fill out your paperwork. If you haven't already done so, if you completed it during bridge and you're a bridge student, you're good to go. You don't have to do it again. You're good for the whole time. So keep that in mind, um, but that's what you need to know. Don't forget your documents. We just had a question that I think uh, you could answer. What if a student has deferred um, and they completed the on-on process last year? Do they need to complete the on-on process again? You will. So if you defer, if you completed section one and then deferred, or you didn't complete section one and then deferred, you will still need to complete um, section one and two. If you haven't completed section one, when you get here, we'll do it in front of you. It takes maybe an extra three minutes. It's not an um, extra time delay at all. And we will complete that entire process. We just have to complete that before you actually begin work. And we can't complete section two until you're ready to work. So if you never showed up to complete work, um, or if you did show up and then didn't work or worked one day, still come by to make sure every everything is finished. Um, you only need the two ID form, right? You only need one photo ID, but you will need a photo ID and a second document if you don't have a passport. Okay. All right, guys, thank you so much. I think we're gonna go ahead and wrap this up since we're supposed to end at seven. This is a great time to ask questions. However, it is not your only time. So I strongly encourage you that if you have more questions, you can email labor underscore program at berea.edu. Um, you can call them, you can reach out to them. Absolutely, you can also um, reach out to some of our orientation leaders if you've been in contact with them. If you have questions, they can either ask, answer it or redirect you to the labor program if needed. Um, thank you so much, Brittany and Armando for your time tonight. Um, and I think, Ellie, if there's anything else. No, that's all. Just as always, make sure you're checking your Berea College email. We will have a session for parents and families in a couple of weeks, um, but just keep an eye on your Berea College emails um, and always email sst at berea.edu if you have any questions, even if you think it's not something directly related to us, we're always happy to connect you with other folks on campus. Um, but yeah, we're super excited to see you all in August and please don't be a stranger in the meantime. Um, I have one more question before we go. Okay, yeah. So, like, are we supposed to get like a uh, dorm list 
before coming there? Like what kind of stuff we are allowed to bring and what kind of stuff we are not allowed to bring all that? So there is actually um, on the Berea College website, there's a list of items to bring and not to bring. I usually find it by Googling Berea College packing list and it's the first thing that comes up. If you also email sst at berea.edu, I can email it to you tomorrow as well. Okay, thank you. Mm -hmm. Okay, y'all. Well, I will go ahead and close it down. It is 6.58. Um, feel free to email sst at berea.edu. Again, if you have any questions, it's the best way to get a hold of us. Um, and we will see you in August. Thank you. Good night. All right, y'all. Um, do any OLs or anyone else have last minute questions? I will go ahead and close it out if not. I'm just making sure that we got through all of the questions in the chat. Um, so okay. I know we can we can run the chat. We, we can pull the chat tomorrow just to make sure that we didn't miss any major questions. Um, Sonia accidentally DM'd me instead of the group and said that her son already got um, got like a job offer and uh, how will they get like the contacts for that? Okay, um, so there are I think there are some uh, people reaching out to students and asking if they're interested, mm -hmm. and so um, that supervisor will still have to process that through the labor program. So. Um, Jeb, if you could just reply and have her email sstabria.edu, we'll email her back tomorrow. Um, Sweet. Yeah, that would be great. Thank you. Okay. I, do, do you think we got through everything? I think so. Okay. I think we did. And if they have questions too, they can reach out to us or also labor as well. Yeah, those are um, the questions in the chat at the end were really uh, blew up and some of them were good and some of them were just not about labor, but that's that's fine. Yeah. yeah. Okay. okay, cool. Well, we will just monitor the email as always. And if we need to, we can always add an addendum to the podcast. So great. Okay, cool. Thanks, everybody. Have a good night. Thank you.